the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. They say the proof is in the pudding. Well, is it? Let's talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community right here in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing. Hi there. Welcome to our program today. We're back in the book of James, chapter 2 specifically. It's called My Faith Works. That is the title of our message today, and we're looking at a faith that is proved by works. It's not a faith that is made by works, but rather proved by works, as we're seeing today. Join us and be encouraged. You got faith? Does it show? Is there enough evidence to convict you if you were taken to court to be a Christian? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast. We complicate things instead of realizing that it's the simplicity of our faith that brings power in our lives. He says that faith was perfect. Look at verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for right as right for righteousness and he was called the friend of God he says then the scripture was fulfilled and then the scripture was fulfilled it wasn't fulfilled beforehand it was fulfilled when he stepped out in faith and believed God and as he did this Then the scripture was fulfilled. A lot of times people, we say, well, I am a friend of God. And we sing, I'm a friend of God. Are you a friend of God? Jesus said, you are my friends if you do what I'm commanding you to do. It's their acts of obedience that that really show God that you are a friend of, of God. And Abraham, he showed this by being willing to step out. Look at verse 24. He says, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith, what? Only. Not by faith only. You are justified by your faith, but not by your faith, what? Only. Faith and works, acts of obedience, they balance the scale. They balance the scale. And in the midst of us having faith and obedience... God's purpose is revealed in our lives, but we cannot say that we have just works and we cannot say that we have just faith. Our faith, it works. It balances out each other. Faith and works balance each other out and then God is glorified in the midst of it. He says this. He says in verse 25, Likewise, Was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works 
is dead also. And so we see Rahab, when the, when the, when the people of God came to her, and they gave her specific instructions and in what she was required to do and releasing the scarlet cord out and all the things that he, they had told her to do. She showed that she had faith in them by, by doing acts of obedience, which led to the salvation of herself and, and others because she was willing to do what was required in faith. And for us as saints of God, we have to stop the confession marathon. I love it. We should confess. But after we get done confessing, we have to stop and say, okay, God, what is it that you're wanting me to do as a result of this? And step out in faith. And Rahab, she was able to save her life because she was willing to step out in faith, which meant she had belief in what they were saying. She trusted what they were saying. And it resulted in action. And the church right now is in a position in the land where God wants to move us. He wants to move us in positions of authority. He wants to move us in positions where his name can be glorified. But what has happened to us is instead of us walking by faith, we're walking by sight. And if it doesn't make sense in the natural, then we won't step out in faith and believe God to accomplish it and bring it to pass. And now instead of the church being equipped with the power of God and that which we need to be successful in the earth, we've gone to all these secular techniques to try to have impact and to try to have influence on the culture. But Jesus was different and the apostles were different. And the saints of God, the first century church was different. Their, their source of strength and power was not the government, was not, was not, you know, secular institutions. Their source of power was the kingdom of heaven. And they were willing to trust in the power of God to see things materialize in their life. And it doesn't mean that government is bad. And it doesn't mean that, you know, certain aspects of secularism and all those things are bad. But it does, but we have to see that we are from another source of power and strength. And our culture is, is the kingdom culture. Can I have an amen, y'all? And, and, and that we have to be as people willing to release our faith in God. And stop just trusting in man. It's a problem and it's, it's, it's creeping into the church. And now instead of us saying, well, let's pray about it, let's believe God and then step out in faith. We start asking for everybody else to help us instead of saying, well, what about God? And so the church is losing its power because we think the source of our power is getting cozy with politicians. We think the source of our power is, is getting cozy with our educational institutions and we think that that's what's going to make us powerful. But Moses just had a stick in his hand and he had some faith. And he was willing to step out with God. And for us as saints, we got to get back to old school, old school, old school Christianity. 
Which means that I got faith in God, I take God at his word, I have belief in God, and I trust him. And if he said it in this Bible, this Bible is the, this, the Bible is the yes and the amen. And if God said it in here, I trust him. I don't know about all this other stuff. I'm not really equipped in all that. All I know is when I pray and I step out, God beats me on the other side, and he starts opening doors for me and blessing me like I never thought I would be blessed. And I don't even know how I got here. I just had a little bit of faith, that just a little bit of the grain of a mustard seed, and it just took me so far, and I don't know how. And we got to get back to having faith in God. My goodness. We are forsaken our faith, and we don't realize that our faith works. It results in action. And so now in the church, in the church, instead of us believing God, man, I'm going to sit down, we're going to pray And we're going to believe God to fix our marriage. We're going to meet with some godly people that know how to pray and fast, rebuke the devil, and help us get back into the word of God because we didn't build this thing right. So let's get in here and let's align ourselves with God and release faith in God. And then we'll turn around. Instead of us going to the people of God, we'll say something like this. Well, I don't know. I think we need to go to some professionals. If I hear that one more time, I remember, I remember, now let me tell y'all something, okay? Why, why I, I have a problem with this. Sometimes I had a guy, he was, he was working for the, they brought him on, he was working for the Raiders. And we're in the team, right? Me and a bunch of guys. Man, we're baptizing guys, rebuking the devil, guys getting set free, changing their lives. Teammates coming to me, man, I'm, I'm struggling with drugs. And we, we just, man, people are just getting free. So bring a guy in. He's like a counselor or something, right? So he's there, and I'm watching him, and he's doing all this counselor, and he's a professional, right? So we get to going, and I'm watching him. Me and him start having some, some conversations. The next thing I know... He starts coming to me like Nicodemus and starts telling me all his problems. I'm like, well, dude, aren't you supposed to be here? They brought you here to minister, I mean, to help all these people because you're the professional. professional. Now you're coming before me and you're telling me, hey, can we talk? You know, I need to tell you blah, 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 blah. I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, what's a professional? What's a professional? I don't know about you, but I, I want somebody that is filled with the Holy Ghost. That knows the word of God. That's going to sit down and counsel me. Now, I'm not against Christian counselors and stuff. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a Christian counselor, you better have some power. Or you better have the Holy Ghost in your life. And you better know how to tap into a source that's greater than your brain so you can get some answers from me. Because God is the only omnipotent, wise God. And you better tap into his mind to give me some information so I can get out of my situation. Because what you got in that school may not be enough for my stuff. What I'm dealing with, can I have an amen? I need God. We need to get back to running to the house of God. So I need somebody to pray and lay hands and believe God and the Holy Ghost to come upon me and change my mind and my thoughts and my brain and my issues and all the stuff I got going in. And I got faith in God to do it. But we've lost our faith. 
Oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Everything, they just think everything's a demon. That's not going to work. Well, what if it is a demon? And what if it is? What if we cast them out like Jesus did in this book and then you get set free? Can I have an amen? And if you have faith and you believe God and you trust God and trust the process, then maybe you'll get free. Then maybe you'll get free. But we come down to the altar skeptical. Well, I'm going to try it, see if it's going to work. Okay, go for it, brother, you know. Go go for it, okay, okay, well, it didn't work, you know. And then we walk away and say, oh, the church. No, where's your faith at? Is your faith working for you? Can I have an amen? If we would have some faith that God can restore our marriage, if we can have the faith that God can heal my body, if we would have faith that God can change my situation, if we would have faith that God can get me out of what I'm going through, if we'd have faith that God can move on my job, that we have faith that God can do something in our children's lives, that we could have faith, if we would have faith and then step out, then God will do what only he can do by his power. But we've given up on believing in God. But we still go to church. We still give our tithes. We still come before God and sing our songs. But when it comes to believing in God, do we really believe him? Do we really trust him? And is our faith resulting on us having actions that show that we got faith in God. It's sad that nowadays when we think about Christianity, people see it as a powerless entity. It's just religious. And I want to make sure that in this house, every now and then I bring this up again, that we are people of great faith. And you can call me foolish. You can call me what you want, but I believe God. And when I wanted to be delivered from demons I had in my life. And I knew were there. And I knew was pulling on me. When I wanted to be delivered, I came to the house of God and the power of God hit me. And I got delivered in a day. And have never looked back and said, Lord, I thank you. And, and if God can do it for me, then God can do it for anybody on the planet. Because there's nothing that is too hard for God. When I wanted to have a, a great marriage, growing up without a father, never seeing a great marriage, seeing all kinds of craziness. And I didn't grow up with it. And I wanted to have, I said, I wanted to have, and I started reading my Bible. I said, Lord, let me see what this looks like from a biblical standpoint. And then we started implementing it. Okay, honey, this is your job. This is my job. This is what, how God wants us to do it. This one, do it. And you, 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 you crazy and I'm crazy. And, and God's going to make us better though. And then we're going to get this thing together. And then God's going to help us. And then we're going to have some kids and we're going to bring them into this. And they, and they're not going to be crazy like us. They're not going to be crazy like this because we're going to teach them how to do it. They cannot have an amen in this place. Can I have an amen? 
But you got to have faith. You can't just sit there and say, we're going to have a good marriage. No, you better get to work in here and start working. Can I have an amen? And God says, okay, you want to be a man? This is how I'm going to teach you how to be a man. You got to love your wife. Okay, I got it. That's what you want me to do? That's what I'm going to do. Take heed that you wives respect your husband. Where the amen's at. Don't be talking crazy to the man of God. Don't be acting a fool with the man of God. Don't be telling him he need to be quiet. Don't be telling him don't talk to me like that. Don't be telling him all kinds of crazy stuff. You got to respect him too. And as you respect him, then God comes down in there and your faith starts working. That's how you get your faith to start working. You got to respect the man of God too. Well, he comes home late. Well, yeah, praise him anyhow. Be respectful. Be respectful. And then watch God work because that's a, you're showing God that, Lord, that I have faith in you. I'm aligning myself with your purpose. I have faith in you. This isn't just about my husband. This is about me having faith in you. I trust your process. And your process will reward me if I just continue to be faithful and do what you're asking me to do in faith. Can I have an amen? Amen. Now you're single. And you want to be married. But nobody's coming right now. But you still got to live holy in faith. You still got to trust God in faith. You still got to be obedient in faith. You still got to get rid of some numbers in faith. You still got to, you still got to turn down some potential candidates in faith because he don't make, he didn't hit the mark. And you still can't entertain stuff in faith. You tell Junebug no, and then you walk around, you start thinking, well, maybe was that God? Was that the one? Nope, it wasn't, and you know it wasn't, and you got to walk away in faith saying, God, I just, I had to let him go. I'm just going to walk on in faith. Your faith's got to work for you. Can I have an amen? And then when people see that, they say, well, man, that person right there, they're single, but they're living holy, love God. They're not playing around, and they're not messing around with the world. And they're single. Now, watch this, y'all. And they really do look happy. (laughs) Where are my singles at? (laughs) Some of y'all are like, hey, man. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Now, Lord, hurry up. (laughs) But we have to get to a place in, in life that our faith is working with us. And we go on our jobs that people see us as people of faith. I'm here, and I'm a woman of faith. I'm a man of faith. You hired me, 
and we're about to prosper. Because I'm here. And God is in the business of blessing. Just like he did with Joseph, right? Wherever he went, you're going to prosper because I'm in a building. And we stop going to the job where God's trying to prosper us, and we praying that God will burn it down. Because you're tired of people getting on your nerves. <laughs> Some of y'all like, Ugh. We start praying and believing God. God, you're going to bless. Wherever the soles of my feet shall tread, you have given it to me. And I will prosper in the land. Can I have an amen? Wherever my feet go. If I'm over here, it's going to blow up. God's going to move. If I'm over there, it's going to blow up. We're going to prosper. You just unhired, you just unhired a, a walking time bomb. This thing going to blow up and God's going to move in this place. Can I have an amen? And then that spills over to other people and then your faith becomes contagious. Joshua and Caleb, they came back with a good report. The other 10 came back with a bad report when Moses sent them to the land to spy out the land. And they came back and they started poisoning the people with their doubt and unbelief and fear. Get around people like Joshua and Caleb that they're not foolish. They're not presumptuous. They just have genuine faith in God. Get around people that have faith in God and they're going to help to inspire you to believe God to do what he's going to do in your life. Can I have an amen? Stop running with doubters. Well, I don't believe that and I don't like the well. You know, they do this, they don't do it. I don't know if that's going to work. I mean, come on, get around some people that believe God, that God, God is going to move. He's going to set people free. He's going to change my life. He's going to change your life. And faith becomes contagious. But unbelief is the same way. And we want to get around. And then we allow our faith to work. The process kicks in. The process begins to reward us and people look up and say, man, look what happened to that person's life when they believed God. Sir, saints, this morning, I want to challenge you and inspire you. Fight the good fight of faith. Finish your course. Lay hold on eternal life. Don't you let the devil rip you off through unbelief, doubt, and fear, and insecurity. Can I have an amen, y'all? Keep believing God to the very end. And the process may not always feel comfortable to you. And it may not always make sense to you. But if you continue to hang on to God and hang on to his word, I guarantee you that he'll bring to pass whatever it is that he has purposed in your life. And as a church, we want to be individuals. When people come in the door, they get a faith injection. When they come into this house, they, people come into this house, and you're going to see these testimonies. People come into this house, some people come into this house, they are homeless. They may come into this house, their marriage is in tatters. They may come into this house, they may be addicted to drugs. They may come into this house, 
And they have all kinds of mental issues. They may come into this house and their children. It doesn't matter. They may come into this house with everything. But when we, I want these people to know when they come in the doors of the Well Christian Community Church. That you are going to get a faith injection. And we are going to believe God to cause you to overcome whatever stumbling block you have going on in your life. We are believers. Can I have an amen? We are believers. We believe God to do what only he can do. We believe God that he is the Alpha and the Omega. We believe God that he is the all-powerful one. And there's nothing, there's nothing that you have done. There's nothing that you have done that he cannot get you out of and see you through. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.